and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now, it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, and in one of my last podcasts, I discussed seven really important things for you to cover off on if you are already trading. Now, for those who are yet to get started doing one of our courses, there were some gold nuggets in there for you also. As you get to hear ahead of time some of the important things that you'll be considering as you continue along this path to becoming a trader. Now it may seem as though becoming a trader is like a mountain to climb, however as you take each step, one after the other, you'll start to see this mountain shrinking before you. The more you do, the greater your understanding and the easier this will become. Regardless of where you are on your trading journey, these podcasts will be broadening your mind and helping you to take those extra steps. Some of you have been waiting patiently, I know, for me to release part two of this series and thank you for your feedback. Today I have a further seven points to assist you on building on what you already learnt. Firstly though, if you have attended one of our workshops, you will have heard Dale or I talk about the four aspects to trading the market. The first is about getting the knowledge because we all need a solid foundation to build a strategy on. And second, you need to develop your skills and understanding of the application on the different stocks you intend to trade. And of course, thirdly, you will require experience in the market using the techniques so that you can learn the practical side to trading. And finally, you'll be learning about yourself as a trader and how you do you, which is all about your psychology. When you learn with us, we guide you through this process. Right now, I want you to think of something that you believe you are competent at and remember how you learnt this skill and also think about the differences between reading the theory and actually putting it into practice. Now you are able to do whatever this is without having to think through it slowly step by step. It becomes automatic. Perhaps you are thinking about how you operate a machine at work, how you learnt to ride a bike, or drive a car, or play an instrument. I bet those neighbours didn't appreciate the music you were trying to make. However, you had to practice to get the skills. What is important is that you went beyond the theory, until it went from conscious incompetence to unconscious competence, which is when you just knew what to do. You could hear a tune and play it. So how did you get to that point? Can you remember? In a nutshell, you got the knowledge, developed the skills, got experience, and this gave you the confidence to continue. Some of you will have learnt skills that had some level of risk attached. So risk is not new to you. When you were learning to drive a car, you may have dreamed about how it would feel to be behind the wheel of a red Ferrari. But no one in their right mind would have just handed you those keys, not to mention the level of insurance required. Not only would you potentially be putting yourself at great risk in that speed machine, the risk to others would be high as well. I imagine that your first car was probably a lot different in the way it looked and sounded to that red Ferrari, and for good reason. You were driving something that you could handle to match your skill, experience, and your hip pocket. So not too powerful and not too expensive. Can you imagine the insurance on a red Ferrari? So too, this thinking applies to the market. Once you've had experience trading shares, you are better prepared for the fast lane. You may have been thinking about, what else could I do now to increase returns? Well, one area many traders look for is the ability to leverage into the market. 
you will have heard us talk about how to manage your risk by only ever putting up to 10% of your portfolio into high risk or more speculative areas. This thinking or risk management approach that we apply when teaching leveraging with CFDs is really important to make sure that you understand. CFDs are a very powerful tool as they allow you to leverage into the market so as to gain much greater exposure to market movements. The great thing about CFDs is that you can use them to profit from the underlying share that the CFD is referencing, regardless of the direction it takes. Once you learn how to create a strategy to trade ordinary shares and this is working for you, you can determine shorter term strategies on the same stock or you can look for other shares that might give higher short term returns. I want to remind you that it's high risk to drive something you cannot handle when first learning and this applies with CFDs. Unfortunately, many have tried without the preparation and failed. Like the Ferrari and the P-plates, if you start off highly leveraged without the right knowledge, experience or the skills, the probability of a big crash is high. The great thing though about CFDs is, for example, say you have 100k in available capital, you can trade shares with say 90k and 10% of that or 10k could be used in your CFD account. This 10k effectively gives you exposure to $100,000 in, in CFDs. So for example, let's say that your CFD account grew by around 10%. This means that you would have made 100% on your $10,000 capital invested. So you can see the difference it could make if you get this right. Of course, there will be times when your CFDs may fall in value. However, you will have your stop loss in place to manage your downside risk. This could be considered as being your insurance, that you're risking only a certain amount. This brings me to the next seven points to get you on your way with CFDs. Number one, before moving into leveraged markets, make sure you have gained the necessary knowledge, skills, experience and confidence in shares first. Two, trading CFDs requires that you gain additional knowledge on how to trade CFDs and not just what they are and how they work. Three, the gearing you receive from CFDs can vary depending on the CFD provider and the stock you choose to trade. Higher risk stocks or generally smaller companies may require you to put more money down or higher margin than the bigger companies. Four, it's a good idea to have a separate goal for your share portfolio and your CFDs. Five, some people use CFDs as additional income streams Others prefer to look at them as a way to more quickly build their capital for their share portfolio. The idea here is that you make profits from your CFDs, which you can move that over into your share trading account to build your capital base. Six, I suggest that when first starting out with CFDs that you select four or five stocks that you are already trading shares in and use these to work out short-term strategies for CFDs as you are already familiar with these companies. You can do this by backtesting rules over a shorter time frame or using shorter term strategies designed for CFDs. These strategies will of course include a way for you to manage your risk. 7. When choosing a CFD provider, it is preferred to choose one with direct market access or DMA, which means that the provider takes a physical position in the market when you trade, and the price you get ought to closely match that of the actual share whereas the alternative is to use a market maker who can move the buy or sell price away from that of the physical. Now some people have been caught out by that in the past. You don't want to be 
thinking that you're going to get a certain price, then all of a sudden the bid or the ask price is moved away. Finally, if you would like to generate an additional income stream from CFDs, we're here to assist you, to so feel free to contact us and ask for information. CFDs are just one of the vehicles available to you. The Australian Securities Exchange also provide other forms of leverage, including options and warrants. I'll discuss these during my next recording, particularly the subject on options. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion today. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.